not just one client, but two clients that called us. One of them said, should I sell? The other one said, should I not sell? No, should I? Or what about the one that called and said, should I cancel? Should I cancel? Did I, I mean, mess we, that up? There's three of them. I mean, there's there's lots of clients. That, Hold on. Should I sell was the one you talked off the ledge. Should I not sell was the one that has the tenant in place. Which one did said, should I cancel? Alex's client for one seven. Welcome to the solution of real estate yeah. podcast. This is where we are going to put the consumer first in real estate. We're talking about what we're doing. This is the coronavirus episode. This is the St. Patrick's Day episode. This is the while you're quarantined at home, we hope you tune in with your favorite Irish beer. Do you have Irish beer? Well, actually, I'm representing the coronavirus, like, you know, in case anyone is not living out there listening, we have a pandemic happening. And I just felt that... An ode to Corona. An ode to Corona. But you know what? I thought that... I would, you know, share with the audience one, something we shared with our clients because this is about real estate teams and industry leading training that we got a call from one of our clients that said, what did they say about this little? They really loved your innovative marketing ideas on how to stay in touch with your past clients. They even asked if we, if they could share, they didn't, they just said, they I hope you don't care. But I shared it with my local agent that they could be as innovative as you. Yes. Great job. So if you want to see that marketing uh, video that we did, you could actually visit cbock.com slash green beer. And it is a much better version of Jeff making green beer. But my my St. Patrick's Day parlor trick is going to be done with a bottle of Guinness. And that is when a friend of Guinness mine... Because Guinness is Irish. Guinness is Irish. Yeah, and okay. so is my Grandma Kay. Okay. Grandma Kay McCafferty came to Ohio. You don't look <laughs> Irish. It's funny no, that right. Sexton's Irish. So um, Sexton was her husband. So McCafferty was What Irish. is Sexton? Sexton is like the, you know... You don't uh, have to uh, convince me that McCafferty same, is among Irish. the same islands. I, I'm pretty sure it's like it's some English British German. British, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the Guinness, I, I learned a parlor trick one time where your wedding ring can second as a bottle opener. Is that like, that's a mic drop. There it is. Wow. Okay, well, hey. So just in case hey, you're married and cheers. you need to open a bottle. Yeah. Cheers. Happy right. St. Patrick's Day. Here we go. So back to the coronavirus. You were talking to me on Saturday. Doesn't it taste like coronavirus. <laughs> that's funny. I think that... I heard Corona sales were down originally. Hopefully the um, the rebound. The hopefully rebound. there's no such thing as bad publicity. Right. And they come back. Well, hard. the thing is, they come is back we strong. are going to be talking about Corona. There's bad publicity. Mauricio says there is bad publicity. Pandemic might qualify. Well, pandemic. actually, it officially yeah. has made Global. most marketing isn't bad publicity. But when it's a pandemic, it you're effed. <laughs> I saw. I follow. This is. We're gonna get to the good content. Keep talking. Today, I'll drink. But, all right. I follow Woody Harrelson on Instagram, and he is a little bit out there, but there was a, a thing that he shared that I thought was funny, and that was climate change should hire coronavirus's publicist. <laughs> did you see that? No, I did not. But that's good, right? Good. It's good. I thought that was funny. I know Jeff is still still processing it there. Yeah, I'm trying to – well, Nobody believes it's real, Jeff. I think it's, it's actually one of the best – big words out there which one pandemic oh like because i heard pandemic is if it 
successfully crosses three continent lines, right? That's the that's the definition where it doesn't have anything to do with the mortality or with the death rates or the whatnot. But if it successfully crosses three continents line, okay, three continent tell line, me something that you're pandemic. aware of that has crossed three continents. This podcast. You mean because it's this on is, the internet? We're a pandemic. <laughs> we're a pandemic. Okay. But what, right. well, are we going to tell people what today – I mean, we're not just yes. on here to no. drink beer and sell about the – you know, we so got to we gotta help people fix things. Back to Steve. Steve who? I'm not going to share. Mm. You had a conversation with Steve. Steve said, oh, my gosh, should I sell now? Yes. I, I need to sell now. Let's sell now. I got three – how many houses? He's got two. Two houses – and, and Sell them both. well, but here's the thing: is is the the key to the um, what we're trying to help agents out with in this episode is how to talk on which side. And since we are talking about putting the consumer first, this was a client call, and I was putting the consumer first in this instant. To me, if you're following the old agent-centric model, you might have been. It might have been a different Age approach. Eccentric? What are you Agent talking about? Agent centric. Got it. Agent centric is the model that's been. I mean, if you follow real trends, Steve, what was the remember? I'm just gonna go with Harvey. No, okay, Steve Harvey, the CEO of Real Trends that our good friend over at True Realty met with. Okay. Steve Murray. Uh, what's that? Steve Murray. Steve Murray. From Real Trends. Way to go, Mo. Hey, give me a toast for that. Cheers. Cheers, hey. yeah. All right. Steve Murray put a, a blog out there. And since I'm on the – I'm trying to see who's with us on the client-centric side. Okay. Because Zillow is and Open Door is, but the rest of the world is still agent-centric. So I, in my quest to see, you know – because we've been putting out 100 episodes of podcast, and we have more listeners. We're not blowing the doors off Are by you, any Yeah, shirt. but I I'm, I appreciate what you're saying. And I, Let me fast forward. You're saying that an agent-centric world, when a client calls and says, should I list, they say yes. They, but I don't think that that – I think that's an unfair advantage. In an agent-centric world, the brokerage is more concerned about the agents than they are about the agent's customers. And yeah, but I'm they're, not they're educating you... the agents to say, get more listings, get more listings, get more listings, get more listings. Fair, but I'm just, that's a, and that's get more... a little bit of, that's a little further than I'm. Oh, you can take the other side always. All right. All right. All right so you're good at that. But back to um, Mr. <laughs> Steve, Steve can, Murray. Can you repeat that last sentence? I'm what? You're good. Okay, good. I'm good. You're at that. good. I'm yeah. Good at that. So Steve Murray at Real Trends posted a blog with an unknown author, and he said, in 1993, for those that are out there that are realtors, the president of NAR 25 years ago said that agents are in trouble because they're still stuck on the agent centricity model. So, not just like it's not like it, it's just so this isn't new they keep yeah they keep suppressing it but it has not rung true yet because again as i say we only got a few companies out there um you know i i i heard an interview on our good friend bill rister's podcast with rate my agent right they're trying to make it you know, mean to, to this whole idea of 
better performance of, of the agent. But he said that it's a it's a video on YouTube that you can watch if you go to their blog. Bill uh, Fee or something like that his name is. Okay. And he he talks about that we're gonna get crushed by the client centric companies that we should. And get that was in '93. In '93. Got it. Yeah, but the but the thing is is that the whole industry of real estate is still benefiting from the age-centric model, so they don't want it to die. It's just like the, Fair if you ever Which heard me say, but you ever heard me say the gas engine versus electric, it's hard to change your factories, right? Like it's hard to change from gas to electric because everything you did, you got fucking gas stations in every, all over the world. Sorry for the F-bomb. It's not, it, 17 and NR17, I want that rating on our things so I can curse more. <laughs> <laughs> just we'll just go with not safe for work. Okay. Um although it actually might be safe for work now that everybody's at home. So that's the first time Maurice was Mauricio. Yeah, that's awesome. I got called good on one side and dumb on the other. That's okay. normal. This is normal. Okay. Um all right so So back to Steve. I, I I'm not gonna not Murray Seabach. the client. Okay. Seabach. Dude Agent centric and client centric is a different, totally different argument that you can, you talking to your clients the way that you talk to your clients. I cannot, I'm not gonna, I, I can't get Okay, there. all right, let that me say this. That whole conversation okay. about 1993 has nothing to yes, do it does. with the coronavirus. Yes it, does. yes, it does. Because when I got a call from my client, Steve, I wanted to help him make the best decision for him. Yes, but even in 93, even in, even 10 years ago, agents, there are agents out there that wanna make the best decision for their clients. And and they work at an agent centric model. Okay, like, but you could I argue that I, EXP is an agent centric model, but yet we're still here talking about how to give our clients. Because the there's best not service. another option. No, but we're talking about how to give our clients the best service, and the the best service is talking to them through these times, like the coronavirus. You mean there's many ways of interpreting it? It's just, I yes, agree. It's just not I the agree. Same. Yeah, I know. It's a uh, you know depends what on how, depends on how you how you want to spin it right so uh, uh all right so what i want to spin is how you talk to steve right and when steve called you and uh obviously consumed the well he works the, in the travel industry so he is at the epicenter of of pause of pause of shit them right like i mean yeah. it's not good over there right like if you book meetings and conventions for a living cold yeah. calling today would be tough Right, <laughs> right, like, yeah. like, 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 the client calls you and like, we're canceling. No, no, no. I don't know if you heard me. We're done. Like, yeah. with the Arizona governor just went on and we're shutting down the bars, the restaurants, the let alone get on a plane full of people to go meet with, with more people. I mean, it's why They're our first ode is to EXP, right? Because obviously, we hosted our team meeting today on the web. Um, everybody with good posture, right? So yeah. they were sitting at their computers. But were you not amazed that we got all of our agents to? I was. I it mean, was the full. picture. Yeah, it was full. There was what, about thirty-five or so people in the room. Yes, in the virtual room. Yes, where um, all safe at home, all at home, oh. all all social distancing, all trying to flatten the curve. What other keywords do we need to throw in there? All COVID nineteen aware. Yes. 
So, but the question, Phil, is how will other companies that are not with EXP, other agents, how will how will real estate survive the coronavirus? Dun dun dun. <laughs> well, I think the real estate brokerages. I think that um, Verbella is a product that other real estate brokerages will take on. Whether it's the Verbella version of it or it's the Zoom version of it, I don't know Verbella. You're saying the Sims version of real estate? Yeah, like okay. the act, the, the virtual avatar world of real estate meetings will get louder now. Tell me, you didn't feel like today when you were logging on that you were on the movie Avatar, right? Like, because as you went in there, because once you're in there, you don't realize that you're in there. You're just talking. You're, you're. Just, you're, you're I mean, we were walking people from the entrance of the private office suites that. Brian Colhane has a private office suite in there. He set up a CBOC team room, and he's got a boardroom that can handle, my guess is up to 100 people easily. Well, it's a virtual world, so technically can it handle a couple thousand? Fair enough. But um, the just the fact that you have to walk people into the room, and they had you know, um, St. Patrick's Day glasses that you could wear. Like there was, and, people and got into it. Yes, it's like, let, let me just zoom out. And what okay. I said on the meeting is, this is like a interactive conference conference call, right? You're on a conference call. You're basically listening to audio of other people that are in the room. But the interactive part is that you can see the people in their attire that they choose. You can see the people raise their There's hands. Personality. You can see the people that, dance, that, that clap, clap, that dance. And there's, it's just, it. Is it perfect? Is it like being in real life? No, but is it a little bit better than a conference call? Absolutely. And we have an interactive screen that we can share. So there was eight screens on the wall. This screen has the CBOC team meeting on it. It was that actually better than the... our team meeting in that aspect because when you went screen to screen, it was it was I thought it was awesome. You can have six different visual elements on the wall where you can do screen share from your computer so that other the people in the room can follow along with what you're showing on your computer while they see you standing there and hear you talking. And shout out to our sponsor, Brian Colhane, for having that suite, so for leading the crowd, for letting us on there. I mean, I was, no uh, I, I thought it was... The first time, sorry. I'll let you finish. No, I, won't cut you off. I just, I just love, I just really was geeked out by it because it was just cool, right? Like it was really the first point where um, we had ultimate team buy-in, a hundred percent team buy-in because of the coronavirus to fight through the technical challenges, which you know everybody's going to have to actually meet virtually. Yeah, yeah. The people that said, because we brought this up two weeks ago and people were really excited about it or said, no way, not. They were, they brought out the big poo poo. They were like, oh, no, no, no way, whoa, not going to happen. Whoa, whoa, not gonna, I mean, it was, I was shocked at how much resistance we felt. Weeks ago. Even up to the day, not, I'm not mentioning anybody in the room who was totally great in supporting us, but was, really concerned that it was going to be worse than it was he was concerned because there's techno challenges in order to get people and they the ring room. his phone when but, they call the techno challenges yes, that's true. <laughs> the but Mo raised the storm no like everybody i came in i was like hey put it up on the screen if there's anybody went to drive in so they could watch i got here the room was dark and everybody was in line i was like perfect timing everybody um, we had our vendors, their preferred partners. We had people from other companies that came in. Because we could invite guests in. Because yeah. we could have guests. Mm -hmm. And they had a little bit of excitement as well that they were able to meet. Because, you know, you guys know there's lots of things that are being shut down right now. A lot of the in-person stuff is being shut down. And when you can bring a little bit of fun and a little bit of levity to a conference call in this virtual world, 
people enjoy themselves in it. And we're just a regular brokerage as well, right? Just selling houses. Right. So let's get to that aspect. I mean, but unless back you want to Steve. Yeah. yeah. All right. Back to Steve. Back to the client. So um, I know that he's well off. I know that he's not at risk. Like that helped that he's been in the industry for a while and financially he's not doing well. But I mean, ultimately, I was having this conversation with him. I said, you know, Steve, is doing well. I, I said, hey, um, I know your world is under fire right now, but um, the big thing in the downturn this time is rent. The big four letter word, R-E-N-T, rent. I'm not sure if for those listening in other states, if your rents have risen 35% like ours in the last four years. But I said to Steve, I'm like, he lives in a 4,000 square foot house. I'm like, how much is your mortgage? And he said, 2,600. I was like, that's pretty good. That's less than mine, yeah. And and then I was like, you know, if you have to go rent a house for 4,000 square feet, it's gonna cost you 4,500 to $5,000. So in your fear, you're gonna go spend more money renting than you in housing. And I think that's the, that is the crux of the story. Okay. Well, since you said I was good at taking the other side, I'm gonna go for it. Okay. So his house value is what, <laughs> seven fifty? Nine fifty. Nine fifty. Mm -hmm. So if he had to pay two thousand dollars more a month to be rented somewhere else. Yep. So two thousand times two thousand a month times twelve, so twenty four thousand a year it's gonna cost him more to rent. Go ahead. His concern was that my nine fifty valuation on my house is gonna drop more than twenty four thousand dollars a year. It, we that's not what we that's I just said he was just more about cash flow. Well, no, I was just um, in this time of uncertainty. I don't want to guarantee a loss. Right. Right. Because if you move, you're going to pay out of your pocket two thousand more a month. That's guaranteed. Right. We're speculating on what's going to happen. I was just like, slow down, sir. Right. Stop at the stop sign. And let's hang out and wait for all the traffic to pass to see what we have because currently in, in our market our supply is remaining low and supply and demand still survive everything right so, like we didn't see so over the last like, week we didn't see inventory spike it didn't happen so we see i think the demand take off the gas pedal you know like when you get to 75 you kind of back it off a little you're not like holding it down we'll call it 75. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> Right in the 65 years to 75, yeah, you're like yeah. kind of ease it off. So we're seeing demand ease off a little bit. I mean, I think, you know, I heard on people, because how will it survive? I heard a lot of speculation about a lot of things that were going to happen. I heard that we're going to hear a recession. Again, a recession doesn't mean house values go up or down. It doesn't. What people remember last time it happened, real estate got spiked in the ass, right? Like, well, real estate was the reason. Real estate was at the epicenter of the last recession whereas this time it's not it's not right so therefore we're factors that aren't in play that we're going to play a lot of time do you want to get a chair you want, okay. you want a mic? <laughs> so what mauricio said is there's factors in play this time that weren't in play last time there was more factors loans. last time is what he was saying you yes. misunderstood him oh meaning yes. that there was mortgage factors and there was lots of empty houses and there was what was putting out a good point hundred and ten percent leverage yes right there was and now we have lots of people with equity we have rents rising we have 50-year lows in the mortgage right 
Right. So the, yes, Mauricio, you're right. The factors are different, right? And because the factors are different, you know, um, what are the effects on the real estate market going to be? I mean, I heard one uh, industry analyst that we respect deeply talk about maybe first-time homebuyers because because the market's getting too expensive and they would be held off. But actually, I think because rents are up, that's going to force the the new time the new homebuyer the first time homebuyer into the marketplace because rent is rising faster than home prices. Like if anything, this temperance, I mean, we are looking at double digit grow, growth this year. You mean double digit house appreciation? Yes, for sure. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is because our supply and demand was at about a one month inventory, 1.3 months inventory. Right. Because uh, this time, instead of quoting myself, I'll quote Steve Murray. Cause in his article, he said, that we're building 250 to 400,000 homes. Remember how I told you I yes. was upset because they didn't want to print my article about the low supply, low supply, low supply. They're like, they won't print it. Yeah. But Steve was like, uh, now they're like, Steve Murray said there's less homes people, but that's why we have low supply. Steve said it. Steve said it. Yeah, real trends. All right. So on the flip side of it, other than telling Steve to just cool your jets, no reason to do anything, with your house right now. Well, when I told him that rents were up, he's like, well, maybe I should buy another investment property. And I said, you should. We just bought some. Yes. 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 Right. So then on the flip side, we actually had a caller. Take advantage of low mortgage rates. You should be buying. Right now? Or do you think that I should wait a week? Um, I heard that our in our team meeting on the internet... In the EXP world. The mortgage guy that works with us, Matt Baker, Fairway Mortgage, told us that the Fed came in and supported the bond market, which supports mortgage rates, which lowered the rates back down, again, making 50-year lows. I, yes, I think as soon as you see a dip, I mean, to me, if you are getting, if you can get an interest rate on your mortgage that's sub three and a half, you should be buying as much three and as and a half. Right, right. Like you, that's as cheap as money as you can get in the industry, and that... Do you want to lower your mortgage payment? Yes. Always. Always. Right? Wait, is there anyone who's like, no, I want to pay higher mortgage rates? No. No. I also want to lower the principal balance. <laughs> <laughs> Dream city. <laughs> I can have one, but not the other? Yeah, Fair so enough. you get, right. All right. But but it, would you take, I mean, because you know, because um, once they open the restaurants back up, we're going to want to go out again, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We want to go out again. And they haven't opened the restaurants. Right. No, dude, I'm still, I mean, last night I ordered two pizza pies and wings for my kids, right? Like I'm ordering takeout like a banshee. I, yeah, well. Because they don't so want to, they don't want to eat the food that we got from the supermarket. So then the next client calls. We even steak though, they eat that. The next client calls and says who we are planning on listing their house in the next two weeks. And they call and say, I think I want to hold off. I I'm now concerned that I'm not going to be able to find a buyer for my house. I don't think that we should list. Oh, yeah. And I said, that's ridiculous. Right. Right. Because this weekend we listed four houses and three of them sold with multiple offers, including the one at one, two, five million that we outbid another person to win at full price. I mean, demand is still like, I don't care what the TV says. I don't care what the stock market's doing. I'm just talking about what's really happening in the real estate market. 
and people want to buy houses now more than ever. You, so, I even heard from Jessica Marriott that said Arizona has such a low amount of coronavirus cases that it's one of the lowest in the country. Interesting take. Does that help people? Does that mean that people are still out more? You're than saying another reason to move to Scottsdale, Arizona, with wow. the number one job market in the country and the, and already the highest uh, two people moving here for one person moving out. Like if we need more demand, I mean, I was just excited because this kind of eased off demand a little bit to kind of get us through because we're we, April one is typically the the lowest point of you know the highest demand. Lowest supply. Lowest supply time frame. And if we can get through this, because I didn't want to. I Let's don't say want the demand goes up 20%. And now we're at 13,000 homes for sale instead of 11. Good or bad? Good for who, bad for who? If you're, you're speculating on demand, I don't understand that. I'm right? speculating on supply. Like, Oh, you're saying, oh, you said, oh, I'm saying like, I thought you said demand. I thought you let's said. Let's say the supply is now at 13,000. I'll have to re-listen to see if you yeah, said supply or demand. Enough. But okay, so if the if su supply rises to 13,000 from 11, yeah. there's, we Good sell we sell more houses. Good, Good for who, bad for who? Good for us. Good for who's us? Buyers or sellers? Good for the health of the market. So, um, good for because buyers. It will no, our well, curve. Well, 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 oh. Oh. <laughs> flatten the appreciation yes, curve. I, I've never really loved flattening curves. You know what I mean? I'm not that kind of guy. But um, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Continue. The here's the thing: is is if we if supply rises, that means that appreciation won't be that high, which is good for buyers, because then it's less likely that we head for, because what, what happened in the stock market is you saw um, parabolic is what some like to call it, this move, because we were moving up in the stock market from 2011 to 2017, kind of, I mean, if you haven't watched, what's that? I Drew Carey, family the Price is Right. Price is Right. How price do you not right. know yeah. the Price is Right? I don't Drew know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but. Well, in 2018, it went parabolic, which means pretty much straight up. And now we've come back to that. So it's really, you know, I mean, how will the real estate market be affected by the coronavirus? Um, we're sad for anyone that has a loss. Let's just be honest. Let's not take no question. I mean, there, there, there's definitely it's serious. There, it is very serious. We have people working from home now. We have. Yeah, we're trying. We're to doing take, our meetings. We're, we're trying to flatten the curve on that. Yes. Right. So, um, but as far as I think, one thing that you said that was good. One thing <laughs> was four years ago. <laughs> I <think> it was six. <laughs> no, you said because it has an effective date. Right. There is a feeling because, you know, I saw a, a post from a good friend of mine, Modesta Alberto Lopez. Modesto. Modesto. Yeah. As we go by or Berto, yep. as the you know, his friends call him. Um, he put out all the good news that they're already testing cures and stuff. So yes. maybe because I'm hopeful that we find a cure pretty quickly because technology's advanced so massively and that the world's in a pandemic you tell me that there's not a scientist out there in a the world that's like i want to solve this <laughs> yeah right like if you want to talk about a job forever be the scientist that cures the coronavirus right like cheers yeah. right like cheers yeah to that guy to that guy all right so we covered the people that want to sell we covered the people that don't want to sell 
We covered the real estate office. What else do you have? Mortgage rates. You got a bunch of notes on there. Effects of market first time. I was more of what I what I do think is going to be affected from this. Okay, to, to just give some yeah. some downside is that downside. Um, no, well, the the, the clearly the high end. I mean, in the month of oh. February, we sold four houses over a million dollars. In the month of March, we're going to sell nine, right? Like so for the like for. Usually we sell between 20 and 35 for the year, and we're going to sell almost 25 in the first quarter. Clearly, the upper end of the market was steaming. It was on fire. Right. right? Like we saw purchases up. When the stock market takes a punch in the gut like it did, that luxury is, feels it. It's going to, it's going to, it'll come back to normal terms, I believe. Right. Like it's yeah. not going to be on its, you know, so. You know, when you see Mr. Jaffe, congratulations, right, on the Crawford Report because he sells high-end luxury. He was leading the, the first two months. He was number one, meaning higher than the girl, Beth Ryder, who does the new homes, who, who was usually number one, right? So you see a lot of luxury agents. Walt Danley was in the top five again because luxury was up, right? So um, I'd be saving a little extra cash if most of my business was over a million and a half got it right like yep. if it's if you if you do a lot of business that if you look in your rearview mirror and you did two or three or ten sales over a million and a half i'd be sticking some cash in the bank unless you got a lead source like zillow that's pumping you full of leads that in the in the you know middle range to replace that cool all right. What else you want to? What else do you want to cover? I think today? we just Saint want to Patrick's be like St. Patty's Day. I Happy want to. Saint Patrick's I, Day. I, you know, I had lunch, so like, um, you know, um, you mean green beer? I'm out of green beer. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We hope that you are helping to flatten the curve. And and hopefully we helped you learn how to survive the coronavirus in real estate. Real estate is not a panic mode on coronavirus. Oh. Real estate is yeah. not. It's got an end date. Right. Just remember that two weeks out. I think see, the more important re- thing is that they consult their weeks. people that they're reaching out. I saw some realtors. Oh, um, Wexler um, delivering supplies. Yeah, we Kudos saw Sharon you, on her team delivering yep. supplies to her. Like that is the the the, the beautiful the love thing. that comes out of these types of situations. Yes, is, yes. Is so awesome. I, I mean, I guess if there's one takeaway for everybody out there, this is the best opportunity to call through your database to offer. Refinances. No. (laughs) No, to offer a hand, to offer friendship, to offer, can I help you? Right? Like, there's like, if you, what was the stat I gave today in a team meeting? Versus stranger marketing versus 10 times easier to get a listing from someone you know, right? So, but this is a chance to open that door up again. Yes. Right? Because if you're, you know, obviously, you know, I don't, you know, with all the craziness out there, I wouldn't be starting new marketing campaigns right today, right? But love I love on the people you know. But I would pick up the phone and I would have five conversations tomorrow if you want to grow your real estate business. Happy St. Patty's Day. We're out. See ya. <laughs>